Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. We're dealing with a spirit of fear. That's what we're going to tackle today. So it's going to be good. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, it's going to be good. Say it just like that, though. It's going to be good. I mean, you're going to copy me, copy me. It's going to be good. See, y'all don't know. We got to abundance God, too. Amen. Turn to your Bible in Acts chapter 27. So we can go ahead and get started, thank God. It's already 1122, Lord have mercy. But we're going to get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. I might have to run, but we're going to get there. So y'all need to keep up. I might talk real fast. Ready? Here we go. August 27th. What am I saying? August 27th. Acts 27. See, I'm, all, I'm going already ahead. See, I ain't controlled them thoughts. See? I'm ready. You see, I'm ready. August 27th. Turn to the book of August 27. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it all started with A, right? Yeah. Acts 27, verse 9. Acts 27, verse 9. Let's go there, everybody. Let's get, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get with this thing. Because we're talking about fear. And fear is a serious thing. Amen. Amen. It says, in August, I finna say it again. August 27. Something about August 27. I don't know what happened that day. We got to go back and look. Okay, but Acts 27, verse 9, it says, Since much time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous. Oh, okay. Because even the fast was already over. I'm reading out the English Standard Version. Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Somebody said, we about, we about to lose our life up in him. That's what, that's what Paul telling them. Then in verse 11, here we go already, but the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than what Paul said. See, Paul was in the in the back of this boat to give you a little quick background. Paul's on the back of the boat. He, you know, Paul done been through a lot of stuff. He done been almost killed, been almost now he's all he's he's in prison and he's headed to Rome. But it was kind of funny because the only way he's getting to Rome is by being in prison, but being going to Rome was actually what his purpose was in the first place. I mean though that God will get you where you need to go, it just might not be the way you want to get there. But so he was a prisoner on the back of this ship in the middle of a storm. And the storm is coming, and Paul is going through a storm. How many know that a lot of us have to go through storms in life? How many know that to get here today, we had to go through a real natural storm, kind of, amen? But you still got here anyway, amen? 
Because see, you decided which voice you was gonna listen to. See, there's a voice that was in your head that was saying, stay home. This bed feel good. Stay home. You don't feel like getting out in that traffic. Stay home, cause you know it might something might happen to you. You know, cause you might get in a wreck. See, the fear voice start coming up. But see, then you decide, you know what? No, that's something greater. That's something I'm I'm coming in expectation. So you wouldn't be here if you didn't have no expectation. I firmly believe that. Whether you believe that about yourself or not, I believe you here because you expected something. So I'm going to give it to you through God. Amen? So what we got to see is that the voice we listen to today determines our experience tomorrow. And Paul was on the ship with these prisoners. And see, that's key right now because, see, sometimes we on the boat or on the ship with something that, that people just as locked up as we are. Because a ship is what? Something that moves you. Amen? So that's why you got relationships. You got friends. Okay? Some people like to have courtships. Then you got both ships. Partner. See? <laughs> Partnerships. Memberships. See, those ships going to move you. Those ships going to move you, but you got to make sure you ain't on a, on a ship with some prisoners. Because they just as locked up as you are, then how you going to get free? When everybody needs to break out. Somebody got to be free. Somebody got to be free. Whether you free naturally or you free in your mind, somebody got to be free. Amen? Because how many know you can be locked up with chains but still be free? Because you can be free in this world and be locked up in your mind. And Paul gives them advice and he says, y'all, you know what? Let, we, we, we might not need to do this. We might not need to go this way because... If we keep going this way, some stuff gonna happen. You know, we're gonna lose some cargo, we're gonna lose the ship. Matter of fact, we're gonna lose our life if we keep on going the way we're going. <coughs> Catch that somebody. <laughs> if we keep on going the way we going, things ain't gonna work out. <coughs> but what does this say? But the centurion said, you know, I'm listening to the pilot, I'm listening to the to the to the ship owner. What you you just a preacher. And I know preachers think we know everything because some of us do, but anyway, it's all good. But at this point, the preacher, who Paul was, so to speak, was really speaking with the voice of God. And he was telling them, he was trying to give them a warning. Now, how many know that God, when he gives you a warning, he will also give you instruction? See, that's how you can discern the difference between what the enemy is giving you, uh, I mean, God giving you a warning and the enemy is just trying to instill fear, which is what we're talking about today. See, God, when he warns you, you know, don't go that way because this is the way you need to go. He gives you warning and then instructions and strategies and, 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 and all that to get out of that situation, right? But the enemy, he'll just drop that seed and then walk off. Don't go that way because you might die. Then he gone. And you left to think about it. Well, what's going to happen? And how am I dying? What's going to be it? And who going to be that? Who going to do it? And so you left with all these thoughts. And he knows that it all got to do because their mind is so powerful. All I got to do is drop that seed. See, we always want to talk about the seed of faith. But what about that seed of doubts? That grows into a tree of worry that produces the fruit of fear. So that's all he does. And see, then he knows that, that what we end up doing is that we end up steering. We don't steer by the spirit. We, we steer by our senses. 
See, what we need to do is steer by the spirit and not our senses. But see, we train to walk by our sights. We train to go by what we see. What they say, seeing is believing. You got to believe it in order to see it. Amen. You know what I mean? Seeing is believing. But see, kingdom kids, we got to do what? We got to believe first. Then we see. So it, it is counterintuitive to how we're trained, how we're taught as we grow up. It, it, everything is everything is based off our five senses. If I can't see it, if I can't touch it, if I can't smell it, if I can't taste it, if I can't hear it, then it must not be. So that makes a disconnect already from God because technically you can't sense God with your five natural senses. And so what happens is we end up walking around with these fears of the unknown. Because, see, we like the centurion. We say, well, you know what? I, I hear what you're saying, but I hear what you told me to do, but that don't, I don't, that don't line up with what I see. That don't line up with what I'm going through. That don't line up with what I'm dealing with right now. That don't line up with what I'm what, thinking right now. And see, what happens is, we start living in that 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 fear sight because we we have that thought over there that, that that's a warning, but we start marinating on that thing and it start coming up and it creates anxiety. And see, I'm not talking about those big fears. And I'm like, I'm talking about the little bitty fears that that nudge you at nighttime. You know, what what if they don't like me? What if they talking about me? What if that check bounce? What if I don't get paid on time? What if what if I get fired because everybody else getting fired? What if my man don't love me? What if she cheating on me? What if I'm going? What if I don't pass the test? What if I don't get to go? What if I don't do this? What ha What if? And so those things become so much that 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 we get we get so caught up in it. It's like it's like well, if I succeed, then. It's going to be too much pressure on me because now I got to keep on succeeding and I got to keep on performing. But then if I fail, people are going to talk about me. So see, you, 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 you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. If you succeed, you got to fear because you're like, God, how am I going to keep this thing up? How am I going to keep on going? There's a whole lot to hold up. Hey, I don't want to succeed. So we have fear of success. Then we have fear of failure because they're going to talk about me. They're going to say I couldn't do it. They knew I couldn't do it. I knew I really couldn't do it. So it's, it's like we just caught up in this thing and we drag this field through life and, and, and it's like living life nervously. And even if things are going good, what do some of us say? Oh, it's going too good. You know, something bound to happen. So see, we're walking around with that feeling like a little luggage. You know, we can just, life just good, everything good. Kids acting right, bills paid, job good, all the stuff going around. And then all it takes is somebody to say, Lord, you know, and then sometimes it's you, your own mind say, man, this, this is too good. This is too good to be true. Why? Why not? Why? I mean, our people, I, I've heard people say, you know, they'll, they'll meet somebody and that person treat them so good and treat them like, oh, this is too good to be true. They must want, they must want something. Why? You don't deserve to be treated good? Thank you. Yeah, there you go. See, so that, that, that's what, that there lies something in your mindset, that babble, because somewhere deep down in there, messing your mind, you're just saying, I don't really deserve this. So the only reason people doing this, because they must be trying to trick me. They must be trying to, now I know for other people, I know people use that as a tactic, but, but that shouldn't be because you don't think you deserve it. But we walk around with the little fear suitcase. 
waiting on stuff to happen. And you know why it's called, I call it suitcase? Because we wait on stuff to happen. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It happens. So then we pack it in our suitcase so that we continue to walk on in life. When the next thing that looks like that again, we go and unpack the suitcase looking at what we caught, what we packed from the last vacation. So we just rehearse this thing over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. But see, in life, you know what? We're going to all be, what, steered by something. Something is going to steer you. Something is going to steer you. Amen? Something is going to steer you. See, them sailors, they had their experience. They said, you know, they probably had all their little maps out. The centurion said, we're going to steer through this. This ain't the first storm I done been through. I ain't got to listen to what you're saying, Paul. We done been through this thing before. You know, I got it all figured out. See, that, that, that's walking by your senses, walking by your understanding. But, but God says what? Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Especially when you're going through a storm. Especially when things ain't lining up the way. See, you can't go on your own experience because guess what? It's probably your experience that got you here in the first place. Amen. It's your experience that got you in this place, place now where you walking scared, where you walking around like, man, what's, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But see, we, we can't walk by our senses. We can't live by our senses. We can't live by what we feel. That's why people go, they fall in love and they say, well, I don't love you. We grew apart. I don't feel like it no more. I don't feel this thing no more. Because we, we get caught up in our feelings. Well, yeah, you probably ain't going to like them today. But what about tomorrow? You don't like somebody every day. I mean, that's just, that's unnatural. That's true. That's unnatural. But how many know that we can't go by our feelings because our feelings get us in trouble? Every Amen? Every time. Yeah. You, want, you don't believe me? Think about think about a text message that you probably shouldn't have sent. It's too late. It's too late. You don't think we're going to move like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cause now you're giving yourself some time to think about it, but it ain't no coming back. Because see, feelings can't forecast the future. Feelings can't forecast the future. The feelings, your feelings don't know nothing about your future. Your feelings only deal with right now. And that's why it's called emotions. Because it's eternally having you in motion. You like a you like a a leaf on the waters of life. Wherever it flow, you flow. And so that's why we can't rely on our feelings, but only the Spirit of God can do what? Forecast the future. And so then we find ourselves in these situations, caught up, caught up in the situation that now we we're afraid, like like these people on this boat, and we we saying, oh my God, what what's gonna happen? And what if start playing in the mind? What if this happens? What if we lose it? What if the boat does capsize? What if I don't make it over here? What if I don't get the money I need? What if I don't get the scholarship? What if I don't get the grade? What if I don't get the man? What if I don't have a baby? What if I don't have no friend? What if they don't like me? What if I ain't gonna never be pretty enough? What if, what if? The what else? And they create the babble in our head, the confusion in our head that we don't end up getting to the purpose that we're supposed to be. Now in verse 14, same chapter, it says, but soon a tempestuous wind called a northeaster struck down from the land. And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it 
and were driven alone. Driven alone. It said they gave way to it. It said that we were first, everything, you know, we were kind of trying to deal with it, you know, deal with this storm. We were trying to deal with what we was going through, trying to deal with this situation. But but now because, you know, I, I'm starting to rehearse all these thoughts of, of panic and worry and frustration and, and all that stuff into my head, now I'm just driven along. We just go with it. We just go with the flow. Well, it's messed up now anyway. I might as well. You know, I remember I used to know this person back in the day. It was like, you know, they had little money issues and everything. And they'd be like, well, I ain't got enough money to pay my rent, so I might as well spend it on something else anyway. <laughs> How many of know folks like that? Yep. Now they sit by you look, keep looking at it. Like, I might as well just, I mean, my rent 500 I got four. I might as well just blow this four. I ain't got five, so. <laughs> You know, because they're going to put me out anyway. So see, them thoughts start coming. And then the, the, you, you, we get driven by the waves, just like this boat. We get driven by the waves of life. And the waves is the what else? Well, what if they do put me out? You know, at least I have some money in my pocket. I ain't even giving them this, and they're going to take that and still put me out. So, we, you know, we were rehearsing all this stuff, all these what ifs. And we just get driven along, and we just, what if this happened? What if that happened? And whatever blows. You know, then you get on the phone with one of your friends. Yeah, girl, last time somebody did that, they got put out too. Yeah, they didn't have no money there. And so now you believe that. Then you come over here and you drift over here to somebody. Yeah, see, you, you, you probably going to end up homeless, you know. that. Then you drift over here and you, and you just were hurt and you just drifting. You just drifting. There's no anchor to anything. But how many know that your anchor is supposed to be who? Christ. He will keep you from drifting alone in all your fears and all your worries and see the thoughts of the panic and the rejection that come with all that. See, they were driven alone. This, this, this boat had got to the point where it was just being driven alone, driven alone. And then in verse 16, it says what? It says, running under the lee of a small island called Carter, we managed with difficulty to secure the ship's boat. See, they were trying to secure the lifeboat in some translation. See, some people try to try to secure their lifeboat. See, they get they get bombarded with all these what if situations. So the first thing they start looking around for is lifeboats. What, what's going to help me out of this thing? What am I, What can I attach to? And see, one thing you don't ever want to do is make a fear-based decision. Because see, fear-based decisions are how you hooking up with the wrong man. So you got that fear that I ain't going to be able to pay all my bills. I can't take care of my kids by myself. So you go running over here to old, old whoever, whatever his raggedy name is, and now you caught over here because you're making a fear-based decision. A fear-based decision. Yes, I had to just say whatever his name is because what came in my head I couldn't really say. See, Babel. <laughs> I'm trying to resist. I've got to remember I'm in church, you know. <laughs> and so you run to a lifeboat. You think he the lifeboat. You think he the one who's going to save you. You think he the one who's going to get you out of this storm. So you try to secure the lifeboat like they did right here. And then it says on verse 17, after hoisting it up, they use supports to undergird the ship. So now you done bought him into your house. Now you're trying to undergird him. You're trying to, you're trying to you know, give life to your lifeboat. And I know some of you are like, I'm a dude. I ain't got no man. Thank God. But what I'm saying is just play. Just Fit your thing into that. 
Whatever you think is your lifeboat. It might be your job. It might be your mama. It might be your finances, your bank account. Because we like to see that bank account sitting at, you know, X amount of dollars. And so when it starts floating down, like, oh, Lord, I got to hoist up my lifeboat. I got to make sure I got enough money in the bank. Because I, I don't want this to happen. Because what if I don't have enough? So see, it apply to anything. I just use the man because it was convenient. Amen. It says, then fearing they would run aground on the series, they lowered the gear, and thus they were driven along. So what they doing? They say they lowered the gear. Basically, it mean they threw stuff overboard. So now you got him in your house, and he, he don't, you realize he don't like to go to work. <laughs> now you got another child to take care of. Now you got another child. Now you got to start throwing stuff overboard, because now you got an extra child to take on, so now you got to throw overboard getting your hair done. You got to throw overboard getting your nails done, because he need a little money to you know drive your car when he drop you off at work. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Fear-based decisions. Fear-based decisions. I don't even know why I'm standing on that, but somebody needs it. I don't know if there's somebody in this room or there's somebody who's going to hear this recording, but somebody needs that. Fear-based decisions. We don't ever want to make fear-based decisions because they're, they're, you, what you're doing is you're taking a temporary situation and turning it into a long-term problem. Don't make fear-based decisions. So then they start throwing stuff overboard. Then in verse 18, it says what? It says, since we were violently storm-tossed. How many know that sometimes we get caught up in these things, we get tossed? We get tossed in the storms of life. We lose jobs, we lose friends, we lose family, we lose money, we lose relationships, we lose health. We get tossed in this storm called life. And then it says they began to, the next day, to jettison the cargo, throwing more stuff overboard. They about to lose everything. It's like, we're going to throw the gear overboard. The gear, what, even, what really helped the ship go? Now they're saying we're going to throw the cargo over. Cargo mean the food and all that stuff. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just scared. Now I'm just, we got to get rid of stuff because I'm, I'm about to sink. I got to get rid of everything around me. And that's see, that was sometimes people get in fear and then, then the devil will isolate you. You don't want to go around people no more. You don't want to deal with people no more because he want to, you, you start throwing the very people overboard who can help you through this thing. And so because the enemy want to get you isolated so he can keep playing in your head like you ain't going to never get out of this. You ain't going to never get out of this. You ain't going to never be more than what your mama was. Your mama was bad. You were going to be bad. Matter of fact, those, you see that child, see my, they going to be the same way. It's generational. You might well just accept it. You might well just deal with it. Ain't nobody in your family ever been there. So why you think you're going to be something? You ain't no better than anybody else. Why you think you're going to be better? And he gets you by yourself. Tossing you back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Then in verse 19 it says, on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. And I like how it says, with their own hands. Now they just throwing everything. Just scared. Because we don't want to sink. See, we're throwing everything overboard because we don't want to sink. You'll catch that. Because <laughs> we don't want to sink. See, we got to get out of that fear of sinking. Amen. See, then it says right here on verse 20, it says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. All hope. See, it, it, it's something when you give up all hope. 
when your fear gets so bad that it goes from despair to depression. See, giving up all hope means that you don't think that what you're going through right now will ever change. Where you are right now is where you will always be. What you're going through right now is what it will always be. That's the true state of depression because your mind is now so caught up in what you're going through and where you are and what you're dealing with and who you become that you don't think nothing else can ever exist except for what it is right now. Imagine all the voices going through their head at this moment. All the prisoners and the ship people and, and, and even Paul. Imagine the voices. But what voice are you going to listen to? Remember I said the voice you listen to today determines your experience tomorrow. What voice are you going to listen to? What voice are you going to listen to when they put you out? What voice are you going to listen to when when they fire you? What voice are you going to listen to when he leaves you? What voice are you going to listen to when you run out of money? What voice are you going to listen to when you ain't got no friends? What voice are you going to listen to when you don't feel like it? What voice? What voice are you going to listen to? And then in verse 21 it says, since they had been without food for a long time, because remember they threw it all overboard. They own hands. See, that, I like that when it said they own hands, because see, when we get in fear-based stuff, we start throwing stuff. People ain't got to take nothing from you. You give it away. Because you scared. Because you scared. You give it away. Adam and the woman did it. It's, it ain't, you ain't by yourself. They did it. It was a fear-based decision. God keeping something away from you. Well, I'm afraid that I won't get it. So I need to get it. So in getting it, they gave away everything. Everything. And getting that one little old thing that they probably would have got anyway. I'll tell you when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, you were going to give them that fruit, wasn't you? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Notice I said when I get to heaven. Because see, I know where I'm going. See, some of y'all scared to say when I get to heaven. But see, I'm going to say when I get to heaven. Because I know where my trip is. Amen. I already got the ticket. Amen. The ticket's sitting right here. It's saying it's been stamped and it's been approved. So I already know where I'm going. So when I get there, I'm going to say, God, you were going to give it to them anyway, wasn't you? Then you're going to say, yeah. They just didn't want to wait. Because they made fear-based decisions. So in trying to get one thing they gave up, Everything. And then it says in verse 21, it says, since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them. See, sometimes in the middle of your fear, you got to stand up. You got to change your position. See, what the enemy wants you to do is to lay down in that mess, to lay down with them thoughts. Because see, when you lay down with the thoughts, you become intimate with them. And anything you become intimate with, you have a chance of getting impregnated by. And when you get impregnated by, then more than likely you have a chance of producing that thing into your life. So be careful of what, who, and where you lay down with. I don't care if it's spiritual or if it's natural. Amen? And it says, Paul stood up, changes your position. He said, men, you should have listened to me. How many knew Paul was a woman? <laughs> y'all can kiss that when y'all get home. <laughs> well, I'm going to help y'all because Paul really was a man. But see, women say, men, see, you should have listened to me. See, that's what a lot of women say, men, you should have listened to you. Amen. Right, you know, amen. Men, you should have listened to me. 
But Paul, like I told you so, see all the stuff that's happening, I told you it was going to happen. But you didn't heed my warning. See, I, I gave us instructions. But no, you just looked at me as a little old prisoner. You didn't want to hear what I had to say because I ain't never sailed no boat before. See, everybody ain't going to listen to what you got to say because they don't believe in what's coming out your mouth. But as long as you know what you know that you know what you know because you know I am, then guess what? You know. And it don't matter what somebody else thinks because guess what? The truth don't need nobody to believe it. The truth is the truth. It don't need nobody to believe it to make it a truth. You know why? The truth is so much the truth that the lie even believes it. Because you got to know the truth to tell a lie. Okay, y'all get y'all definitely get that one. You know. Man, you should have listened to me and not set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. See, if you had to listen to me. If you had to just listen to what God was saying. See, how I many know when we ignore God's instructions, we end up in mess. We end up in situations that we really wouldn't have to be in. We end up in covenants of despair or, or, or decisions made out of fear. Because that's what we're talking about is fear. Making these fear-based decisions. But Paul stands up and he says in verse 22, and in some translations, I like this because he says, he says in this one, he says, yeah, but in other translations, he says, but. So he said, you should listen to me. All this stuff will be happening to you. You know, but you didn't listen to me. He says, but now. But now. See, y'all ought to be getting happy right there. He said, but now. But now. See, because what happens is, we believe that God will get us out of a storm. If he put us in there. Well, God, you told me to go over there and do that. You told me to talk to them. And now they cussed me out and they did all this. So you get me out of this thing. And he will. But our fear comes from, well, God, get me out of what I got myself into. Which is what these people did. They got themselves into this. See, I got fired from my job because, not me personally, I'm just saying something. I got fired from my job because I was late all the time. So we don't want to admit that part. You know, they boss didn't like me. They ain't them folks around there. They racist. They don't like nobody. You don't like no black folks. Everybody in there black, but they ain't like you. <laughs> you know, my relationship over because I cheated. But see, you, you want to blame her. Well, she wasn't acting right. She wasn't doing this one. No, just tell the truth. See, because our fear is that God won't get us out of stuff we create. So we feel like that I got myself into it. I got to get myself out of it. And then what usually happens, somebody help me out. You get yourself into it. Now you're trying to get yourself out of it. What usually happens? You get in more trouble. You get more into it. You try, you done got caught in a snap. And now you're trying to get yourself out. That thing squeezes up on your leg even tighter. Because we want to just turn to God. See, our fear is fueled by the regret because we always looking behind, looking over our shoulder, hoping that what we did yesterday don't catch up with us today. A lot of us walk around with that. Lord, please don't let some of that stuff I did yesterday catch up with me today. Lord, as a matter of fact, don't let the stuff I just did about 10, 20 minutes ago catch up with me. God, don't let them thoughts manifest in my life. And so we live with that fear. But in verse 22, I like it because Paul says what? But now, so I'm coming back to that again because I'm giving y'all time to react. I'll wait. 
Because some of y'all going to get it. But now. But now. See that, that, that? Okay, I'm going to help y'all since you don't get it. But means everything prior don't matter. Don't matter. It don't matter. But now, now, N-O-W, no other win. I ain't caring about what happened. I'm talking about right now. What does it say? Faith is the sun. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith, right now. Paul says, but now. He said, yeah, you should have listened to me. You wouldn't have been in this stuff right now. You should have did what I told you to do. You should have listened to the word of God. You should have adhered to what God was saying of your life. You messed it all up. You found yourself in a mess. God trying to tell you how to budget your money, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to give, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to go over there, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to pray about that, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to fast about that, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to study that word, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to get down on your knees, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you to get up, but you wouldn't listen. God trying to tell you who you really are, but you wouldn't listen. But now, but now, Paul says, but now, I urge you, that means Come on now. I'm urging you. I'm urging you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you. See, Paul's shifting some things. Because remember at the beginning, Paul said, you know, we're going to lose everything, even some life. But Paul's saying now, he says, I urge you to take heart. Because there will be no loss of life among you. He said, but only the ship. Y'all missing it. There you go. See, what you've been relying on to carry you ain't really sufficient enough to carry you. So God said, you know what? I don't need it to get you where you're going. Because I didn't want you to have it carrying you in the first place. That job you think carrying you, I might just have them take it from you so you'll know that it really wasn't carrying you in the first place. That man who you thought was carrying you, I might just have him walk on out the door because guess what? He really wasn't carrying you anyway. Matter of fact, he was directing you in a place you weren't even supposed to go. So I had to go ahead and destroy the ship. The relationship, the friendship, the membership, the partnership. I had to destroy that ship because your behind wouldn't have got off of it if I didn't. Because you were scared to get out on that water. You were scared you was going to drown. You were scared you was going to not survive. And then Paul says, why? In verse 23, he says, because for this very night, that stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong. Little flashback to I know I am. See, go to God, I know we talked last night and 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 he said, For the whom I belong and whom I worship. See, Paul got on a, another ship. See, y'all gotta get on that worship. 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 They just forget the D in it because this is the 
Wordship. See how you gonna move that word in your life? How you gonna carry that word in your life? So you gotta get on that wordship, cause that's what's really carrying you through this thing. It ain't that friendship, it ain't that relationship, it ain't your financial ship, it's that wordship. When you get on that wordship, cause why you wanna get on the wordship? See this ship get destroyed, relationships get destroyed. Partnerships get destroyed. Memberships get destroyed. But wordship never gets destroyed. Why? Because the word says that heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God shall what? Remain. So get on the wordship. And then in verse 24, he said, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. I mean, you going where you're supposed to go. Thank you, Jesus. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Mm. Meaning just because you with them, they going to live. Mm. See, some of y'all got people around y'all, they waiting for you to get the Bible out your mind so they can live. Mm. They won't get out of their fear-based Bible see prisoners. They, they wait for you to stand up and say, you know what, this God I serve, we going to get to where we going. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what it feel like. I don't care what it sound like. I don't care what it smell like. I don't care what it tastes like. I don't care what you hear, seeing, feeling, touching. I don't care what you've been going through. The God whom I serve, I know I am. And he said, we going to make it. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not worried about all the what ifs. Then he says, and behold, God has granted you all those who said, so verse 25 says, so take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. That is right there. God says he will. Paul said, you know what? It's going to happen exactly like I've been told. It ain't what I said. It ain't what I heard. It's what I've been told from the mouth of God. So if he said it, he got to do it. Because I know my God ain't a God that can be talking in vain. Because if he said it and it didn't exist, it's going to exist the mere fact that he said it. So y'all got to get radical with that thing when the life is beating you up and tossing you back and forth. You got to stand up on that boat in the middle of the storm, rocking back and forth, and say, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. The God I serve, I know what his word said. Yeah, I'm hurting right now, but I know his word said, by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I can rock, you can toss me, you can throw me, but guess what? I'm standing on this word ship, cause this word ship ain't gonna ever go down. I don't care how you try to destroy it. I'm gonna float on this thing. Come on, yeah, yeah. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Yes. I'm about to get there. Yes. See, God stood beside you in the storm. But see, you gotta fix your focus. You gotta fix your focus. How do you keep your courage? When the ship is going down, how you keep your courage up when the ship is going down? He says, "Be courage." And in Joshua chapter one, he says, "What?" He says, "Be strong and courageous." So you got to separate your courage from your conditions. See, your courage and your conditions ain't got nothing to do with each other. Some people say, "Well, you know, I, I, the fear, the fear comes in, and and, and and I don't have no courage." See, the devil is alive. That's why it says in Joshua, "Be strong." And courageous. Catch that. Be strong. He didn't say become strong and courageous. He said be strong. 
So that means you already have the courage. You just got to stir that thing up when life is beating you up and, and the fear comes in. You got to stir that thing up, get that babble out of this side of the mind, talking all that fear, and come over here and say, you know what? I'm already courageous. I'm already strong. Well, somebody say, well, I ain't that much uh, courageous. Yes, you do. You have courage. And when the last time you did something somebody told you you shouldn't do, but you did it anyway, that was called courage. Don't believe me, remember when you was young and you used to do stuff and you, your mama told you not to do it, but you did it anyway? Uh-huh. Sound like courage to me. Now, it was courage to do the wrong thing, but that means you got courage in you. Amen? Right. See, we pray for God. God, give me more courage. God said, you already got it. Stir up what you got. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? See, when the conditions are outside of your control, your courage is not. See, we can't control the storms. We can't control the water and the waves and all that stuff that come in our life. We can't control half of that stuff, but guess what? We can control our reaction to it. We can either get discouraged, meaning something that takes us away from our courage, or we can get encouraged, meaning something that stands us in our courage. Yeah, yeah, Which one? David says you what? You got to encourage yourself. So you can't always fix your situation, but you can fix your focus. So you can't fix what's going on a lot of times. They're going to act that way. They act like that. They was like that all the time. They're going to always be like that. That job like that. That's just how folks is. Some people just like that. You can't fix the situation all the time. That's why a lot of times we get all messed up and we walk in this fear because we're trying to fix stuff that can't be fixed. Fix your own focus. Fix your focus. And see what Paul said, you know what? I'm not looking at the situation. I'm looking toward the future. God says he has inspected hope for me, inspected the end for me. I'm looking towards the future of what he said, and I'm looking in the past of what he said. So either way, I'm surrounded by the word of God. So you got to let that word of God surround you, encompass you. God spoke something about my future, and he told me that my past is okay, that he done wiped the slate clean, and that I can move forward, that I can keep on going, because I'm walking on the butt now. No other wind. I don't care about what happened. I don't care how it used to be. Yeah, that's how I was yesterday. Yeah, that's how I was five minutes ago. But guess what? That ain't me now. You're talking about the old person. We're talking about now. If you want to keep staying over there, you can stay over there. But I'm not going to be there no more, because I'm over here. You can either ride this ship or you go on the one that's sinking. And so you got to deal with people like that. Because see, your fear is going to be powered by your focus. Your fear is going to be powered by your focus. Whatever you focus on is what you get. So you fueling that thing. That's why it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I guess something, you know, something bound to happen. Yeah, you just spoke it. Power of life and death is where? In your tongue. But where does it initiate? In your mind. You imagine that thing before it even comes out your mouth. You imagine. That's why he says, hold every thought captive to the word of God. He says, the word of God is mighty for bringing down hold, stronghold and things that are holding themselves lofty up to God. He said, basically, all that stuff in your mind. Fear is powered by your focus. But guess what? Faith is too. Faith is powered by your focus. So you don't need God to stop the storm for your courage to grow. See, that's the thing. We pray for God. Please stop the storm. Please stop it from raining. 
to God. We even make that mistake sometimes, you know. I, I do, you know, pray. I used to do it. I pray when, when it started raining on Sunday, God, you know, let it stop raining so people come to church. Because that fear, what if don't nobody show up? What if they don't come? Well, you know what? What if? What if? Because, see, that's what we got to get to. We got to know who the author and the finisher of our faith is. See, because the fear's greatest hit is what if? But see, we got to realize our hope ain't in the boat. The hope ain't in the boat. See, we set up these jobs, that's our that's our hope. We set up these relationships, that's our hope. We set up these financial bank accounts, we think that's our hope. Our hope ain't in the boat. Matter of fact, God will destroy all that just to let you know that your hope shouldn't have been in the boat if it was. See, he didn't promise us that we wouldn't cry. He just said that in the morning, joy comes. He didn't promise you that you wouldn't hurt. He just said what? That I will heal you according to my stripes. He didn't promise you that you wouldn't have nothing sometimes. He just said I supply all your needs according to your riches. See, he didn't promise daffodils and rose-colored glasses. He just promised that in the end, many are the fictions of the righteous, but I deliver them out of them all. That's what he promised. So see, we got to change that what if song that plays in our head. What if this happened? What if that happened? What if they do this? What if they say that? What if they don't come? So I had to decide a long time ago. What if don't nobody show up? Well, I'll preach anyway. What if they don't do this? Then I'll keep on saying, what if they do close the church down when we was going through the thing with the city? Then I guess what? I'll keep on preaching. Somebody going to listen to what I got to say because God said, you know what? You shall teach my word. So it don't matter where you're at. If it's five, five hundred, five thousand, if it ain't nothing but you, preach to yourself, boy, because you need it yourself. So I'll preach to myself. I'll sit here and talk to myself like I'm crazy. Because what if? See, instead of trying to wish away the fear and wish away, Lord, God, please don't let this happen, God. Please don't make that happen. Please don't let this. Please, God. And now, don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with interceding and, and trying to get stuff from happening. But things sometimes just happen. We live in a fallen world. Bad things happen to good people sometimes. But ain't no use sitting around thinking, what if it happens? Because what if it happens? What if the worst thing that you imagine happens? What if you lose your job? What if you lose your mama? What if you lose your finance? What if you lose your husband? What if you lose lose your friend? What if? What if? What you going to do? So you got to get like a child. You got to be like a child. You gotta be like, child. See, I, I'm, I'm convinced that that my child just knows my son AJ, but I just, I'm just convinced he knows that that even if he break it, I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna buy it. So he don't care if you don't take care of the stuff. You just, you know, that's how we always kid because mm-hmm. we know in the back of our minds, daddy gonna get. Well, we gotta be like that with God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Daddy gonna take care of it. Even if I mess up sometimes, and we can't just keep messing up God the while, you know, God like, come on now. But you get what I'm saying. Don't use grace as a license to break stuff. But if you do happen to break it, know the daddy got it. Daddy got it. What if it get broke? What if? See, what we got to do is we got we to gotta get away from the what if. And we go to the what? Even if. Even if it happens. I got a God that will deliver me out of it. Even if I lose my job. 
I got a God that is my provider. Even if I get diagnosed with something that I don't think that even existed, I got a God that is a healer. Even if my man walk out on my wife, walk out on me, even if I got a God that loves me, he is my banner. He is the one that, 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 that loves me. Even if. See, when you switch your what ifs to even if, that means you're walking out of the fear zone and you're saying, what if? And it's trying to drag you back. What if? What if it happens? Then you, you struggle through and you start standing and you're saying, you know what? You start asking yourself, what if it happens? What if? And then somewhere along that line, you get over here and you say, well, you know what? Hmm. Even if. Even if it happens. Because I got a word that says that he will perfect those things that are concerning me. I got a God that says that he will fulfill his purpose in me. And I know that his purpose right now ain't. See, because I've been through, I ain't telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. See, when I was when I was standing in the back of that crystal making five dollars and a quarter and walking to get that, then you know I, I'm like, God, okay, I get it. <laughs> Even if I lose the job that I thought was paying me good money, you still provided this. But you know what? That this feel like this ain't my purpose. So I'm gonna hold on and I'm gonna jump on the ship of my purpose. I ain't gonna get stuck right here thinking that this is where it all is. Listen, and don't get me wrong, I ain't saying that I'm better than nobody, cause I ain't trying to be better than nobody but myself. I always tell my son, you ain't in no competition with nobody but you. Be better than what you was. And that means knowing that even if I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. Why? For the Lord thou is with me. Thou rod and thy staff, it comforts me. Yeah. Even if. Uh-huh. Even if. See, once you get to that even if, that's your breakthrough. That's how you break through the battle. When the enemy saying, what if this happens? What if they say that? What if you do this? What if you go over there? Ooh. Even if. Yeah. Yeah. What if they don't like you when you get there? Okay. Even if they don't. <laughs> what if you run out of money when you try and do this? Even if I do, I got more. You see, you gotta get this. You gotta finish it. Even if I, even if I don't have enough, God got it all. You see, because this his thing. I ain't got nothing to do with it. He said I was going to Caesar. He said I was going to my purpose. So ain't nothing going to stop me. Ain't no what if going to stop me. Ain't no enemy going to stop me. If even though the weapon may fall, it shall not prosper. What if the weapon fall? Even if it do, it won't prosper. See you. See you ought to be. You ought to be getting that right now, and you should be so excited right now that you knowing that I can block all that mess out now. I got something that can get me through. Cause all I gotta do is say, even if last week all I had to say was, I know I am. This week all I gotta say is, even if, even if, even if, even if. See, cause see, the faith ain't in the how. The faith is in the who. You gotta switch your letters around. Remember what I was saying it's about the focus. The, the faith ain't in how it's gonna get done, because we don't know how it's gonna get done. Because you look at if you look at verse uh, 27, verse 41, real quick, I'm running out of time right here. But let's go. Come on, computer. Here we go. Verse 41. It says what? 
It says, but, but striking the reef, they ran the vessel aground. So, so let them know that, that everybody got there. The, the bow struck and remained immovable. The stern was broken up on the surf. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoner, lest anyone should swim, or kill, or swim away and escape. What is it saying? The ship done broke all apart, just like Paul said. But guess what? They all made it. Made it so much so that the enemy want to kill them now. See, the enemy will still try to kill you, even though he see you on your way to your promise. He see what God done already did in your life. But he still got to keep trying to plant them even ifs in your mind. It says in verse 43, I love it again, but the centurion wishing to save Paul kept them from carrying out their plan. See, God always going to have somebody. See, this was the same one who was trapping Paul, who was, who was imprisoning Paul. He said, but no, I don't see what word working in his life. I don't see how God working in his life. I can't allow y'all to carry this plan out. See, God will place people in your life who you thought was your enemy and then he'll turn them into your best fighter. Meanwhile, you think that people, your friends, they really your enemy. And then he says he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make it a land and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was, it was that all. This is verse 44. And so it was. Remember I said amen. And so it is. So now God said y'all gonna make it. He said and so it was. They were all about what? Safely to land. All of them. Now they didn't get there how they thought they were gonna get there. Cause they didn't say they some had to swim, some of them was on planks, some of them was on pieces of the boat, but they got there. See, don't worry about how you're going to get there. Your faith ain't in the how. Your faith is in the who. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Because you might not even know. You might not even get fathom in your mind and your thought. God might not even invent the how right now. The how might not even be in this world right now. He just needs you to say, I believe in the who. Now the how can show up. You got to believe in the who. Switch your letters around. Change your perspective. Get the hell out the way so you can put the word in the front. Because he worried about how I put you in hell. How I'm going to do this. How I'm going to make this happen. How I'm going to have enough money. How I'm, I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know because I do the same thing. How I'm going to do this. Because Brother Daddy tell you, I sent another day. I sent him this little, this little graph of the, the, the uh, offering stuff. You know, the money don't add up. The, the, the money don't add up for, to the bill. So, of course, the babble in my head, how how this going to happen? How how am I even going to make the rent? How we going to do this? How we going to do that, too? My wife going to do this? How she going to do that? We ain't got this enough. God said, you know what? I done told you plenty of time, boy. <laughs> Y'all been there four years and you don't even know how. <laughs> You started this thing and you didn't know how. You doing this thing and you don't know how. You gonna keep on going and you don't know how. But guess what? You know who. You know who. So once you know who, it don't matter about the how. Sit down in the boat and say, you know what, God? I don't know how, but I know who. So let's go. Let's go. I know who. I know who. And as long as God is saying it's time to go, then it's going to go. Then when God say close it up, it's closed up. But as long as God say open it, he's going to have to find a way to keep it open. Amen? Amen. It just worked that way. It just worked that way. See, some people are going to get lost along the way. Some people not. Some people are going to stay with you. Some people are going to get lost. Just like did in chapter 28. I'm finishing up right here. 
Chapter 28, verse 1 says, After we were brought safely through, we learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness. How many know that even though you might leave some folks behind when you get to your promise, when you get to your purpose, God got some people that are waiting on you who ready to treat you with unusual kindness? Yeah. It says, For they kindled a fire and welcomed us all. So you got some people there who ready to stir that fire up in you. It ain't them old raggedy folks you walking around with, them old prison mind folks that you walking around with, them old, I don't know how we're going to do it, people walking around around with them old what if folks. He said, no, I'm going to put you with some people who are going to kindle a fire, who are going to stir up some stuff in you, who are going to show you better than what you are, who are going to show you where you need to be, who are going to show you who I really am. I'm going to send some people for you. You just got to get there. And it says it welcomed us all. Y'all made it. Maybe. Because it had begun to rain and was cold. See, it was, it was still raining, cold, still storming. But guess what? The fire can still be kindled in the midst of the storm. See, that's a message all in itself. I ain't got time to go there. Verse 3, it says, When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on a fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. See, when you start killing that fire God up in your mind, you start walking in that even if, when you start walking in that out of that fear of mind, guess what? And that, 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 that fire start killing up in you, that's going to draw the snakes out. That's going to draw the snakes out. It says, they, it says because of the heat. See, heat going to draw the snakes out. Heat going to draw the snakes out. Heat. Because ah! we got that fire. Yeah. Hey. And all I say back in the day when I go get my thing, you got that fire. You got that fire fire. <laughs> Amen. Because the viper came out of fashion on his hand. And then it says, when the native people saw this creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. <laughs> like, man, it's just snake jumping out on the guy. Just snatching his hand, he ain't even dying. He must be a killer or something. They ain't even trying to help him. <laughs> They pontificating, that's a fancy word for talking about it, you know. Surmising, they, 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 they wondering, like, what's going on? But see, all God is trying to say, the people going to wonder. Man, they getting bit by that fear. They getting bit by that circumstance. They be getting bit by that situation. But they ain't falling down. What's going on with them? Who are they? They must be a killer. Yeah, I'm a killer. I kill fear. I kill doubt. I kill worry. I kill depression. I kill despair. I kill despondency. I kill not being enough. I kill it, yeah. It says, though he was escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But then here it is, lastly. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Then it says, they were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no more misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Boy, y'all, I don't know what y'all expecting, but good God, it don't get no better than that. Come on, they ain't finna jump through no hoop or nothing. I, I can't go backflips. If that ain't make you happy, I don't know what is. It said they, they waited a long time. See, some people waiting a long time for your fear to overtake you. There's some people waiting. They've been waiting a long time. They pontificating. They sitting around like some witches around the cauldron, like just waiting for your fall. I know some people waiting for heat to fall, but keep on waiting. Don't hold your breath because you might suffocate. Don't sit there with your eye closed because you might miss something. You're going to be waiting a long time. 
Because even if the dough cold, heat ain't falling. Amen. See, that's what people fail to realize. See, this is just a building. The building, I'll go to the park. And I say, everybody want to meet me out here? I got speakers. I got a electric car. I got a stitching car. That's fired up. Amen. See, that's what people fail to realize. You're looking at the building. I ain't talking about the building. I'm talking about heat. I'm talking about the fire God has been placed inside of me and my wife. Ain't nothing going to. You can wait a long time. You can talk about it all you want to. You can pray against it all you want to. But I tell you what, ain't no demon in hell gonna make me walk away from what God got for my life. And so you either get on the ship or you can get tossed overboard. But we ride. And, and it says they waited a long time with no misfortune. And so then it says they changed their mind. See what God gonna do in your life gonna change a lot of people's mind. So you gotta, but you gotta learn how to shake that snake off. Shake the snake off. You know that old song, baby. Shake, 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 shake the devil. <laughs> See, we can be saying that little stuff, but that's what you gotta do. You gotta shake off that tag. You gotta shake it off. Shake that thing off when the when the enemy are trying to attach to you. Shake it off. Just shake that thing off. Matter of fact, when you shake it off, hold it up where everybody can see. Yeah, they, they think they got me. They fired me, but they, they think they got me. He left me, but he think he got me. My, my, my money my money funny for the month, but he didn't think he got me. But hold on, you just keep watching. You just keep on watching. I'm finna show you something. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he finna show you something. He finna show you something. See, what, what is that happening? What is happening? You shake it off. And what did it say? The, the snake went into the fire. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. The very fire that drew the snake out is now the very fire. Boy, I don't know what I got to do, God. I guess they getting it. Because I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know about y'all. But the very thing that came up out the fire is the very fire that's going to consume that thing. That means you got to do what? Keep standing by the fire. But come on. Keep standing by the fire. See, some of us get that little snake bit and we're going to run it. Oh my God. I got a snake. We shaking, but we running. No, just keep standing by that thing. Because you know you're shaking it into something. I'm shaking it into the fire. That's why Paul said what? And he was talking to Timothy. Because Paul had been through some things. And Paul and Timothy was going through some things. He said, fan them flames. This is what? Second Timothy verse chapter 1 or something. He said, stir the, stir the flames of the spirit that, that I gave you when I laid my hands on it. I'm paraphrasing. But y'all will get it if you read it for yourself. He said, he said stir that stuff up. Stir them flames up. Stay by the fire. When that fear attack you, stay by the fire. I know I took a long time to get here, but this is all I'm trying to say. Even if the state gets you, even if the fear attack you, stay by the fire. Stay by the fire. Because first of all, the fire draw out. You didn't even know the snake was there. See, Paul picked up the sticks, didn't even know the snake was there. So you're picking up some things and trying to light your fire, but you don't realize there's some snakes up in that thing. But when you drop that, when you drop them sticks, what you're trying to build with onto that fire, it's going to draw those snakes out. Because God's saying, where he got for you to go and what he got for you to do, you can't have no snakes around. So I got to draw them things out. But not only am I going to draw them things out, but I got to let it bite you. It ain't bite you because I don't love you. It ain't bite you because I ain't with you. It ain't, it ain't bite you because I don't want to want you to to 
live is by you because I want you to see who I am. And more importantly, I want them to know because it says what? They changed their mind. Yes, yes, yes. They called him a murderer. And all of a sudden they said, wait a minute. This man must be a God. This man must be a God. That's why Paul told Timothy, he said, he said God did not give us a spirit. Here, come on. But a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. God didn't give us a spirit of what? Fear. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. But how I many know that if he didn't, he, he just called somebody don't give you something, you can still be left empty. But God said, I ain't gonna leave you empty. I ain't gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna give you a spirit of fear, but I'm not gonna leave you empty either. I'm gonna give you some what? I'm gonna give you some power. I'm gonna give you some love. And I'm going to give you some sound minds. What is that power for? That power is for even though you get bit, you still ain't going to get stopped because you got the power. That love is for even though you might get bit, even by the ones you love, you still ain't going to stop loving because you know that I am love. And if you walk with me, you love. And then I'm going to give you a sound mind. Why? So that you can remain focused. On that even if. So that you can remain focused. On the faith of who God is. Even if. Even if. 